Hey everyone, uh, thanks for tuning in to episode two of Daniel and Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, there was a few things we wanted to correct from episode one. Um, I had thought that the show Obi-Wan Kenobi was written by Deborah Chow, and it was actually written by uh, Joby Harold. And so I just wanted to correct that mistake. And uh, we had also thought that there was a character in the show that we had thought was played by uh, Stephen Yun. And he was actually played by uh, Sung Kang, and so we wanted to wanted to correct that mistake. Um, and then also, um, you'll notice that this week we're talking about music, uh, whereas last week we were talking about movies. And so that's going to be a recurring thing with our podcast, where we're going to try to alternate between m- a movie segment and a music segment, and that'll be kind of how the show is oriented um so just we just we just wanted to make that clear um before we get into the first music episode so um so yeah thank you for tuning in to episode one and hope you'll enjoy episode two thanks so much Welcome back to the Pop Culture Podcast, where we talk everything music, movies, and more. I'm Daniel. And I'm Nathan. And in today's episode, we'll be going over our top 10 albums. I don't want to say of all time, but in general, just currently our top yeah, 10 Yeah, kind albums. of where we're at right now. Um, this is we, we wanted to preface that with this is this is how we feel now about our, about our albums. Um, it could totally be that in the next few days, it changes. You know, even, even just now we were talking before we uh, started recording that there are some in different places that could totally be flipped. You know, this, they're all great albums. So it's not to say that one is better than the other. This is just what we prefer as our 10 favorite albums, uh, with, uh, three honorable, honorable mentions that we'll be going over and we'll be going just one after another back and forth. Uh, and whenever we bring up uh, an album, we'll talk about it for a little bit and just see where the conversation takes us. Uh, so, so Nathan, you want to go first with your first, first, Oh, you know what? You went first last week. I'll go first this time. Okay, yeah. I guess so, um, uh, so for my first, I guess we're getting right into it. Uh, my first honorable mention um, is an album from the legendary Bob Dylan is uh, Bringing It All Back Home. Um, I think top... That's a fair pick. That's a fair pick. T- top to bottom, this album, uh, it just, it's a whole story. This whole, this whole album front to back, you know. Um, you know, you know, I believe it opens with uh sub subterranean, right? Subterranean homesick blues. Oh, you really I believe that's how it opens. I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna pull up the thing because that if so, me? then that's a that's a great opener. Uh, but I will be very shamed if that's not how it opens. But I'm pretty sure it does. Um, let me check real quick. Yes, it does. Yeah, so we open with that, and that's just a great way to get you. You know get you you know exactly what you're listening to when you when you start listening to that album and uh you know whether you get to like uh like mr tambourine man and bob dylan's 115th dream or it's all right ma you know gates of gates of eden you know all of these songs are just classic bob dylan and if i had to the reason why this is an honorable mention is because i think if i had to pick one bob dylan album it would have to be this one 
but I'm not as big of a Bob Dylan fan to put them on my top 10 list, but I still appreciate his artistry. So that's why I had to at least put one album in the honorable mention. Um, well, that's definitely a fair pick. Um, I'm a huge fan of that album as well. It's not on my list, but very much I can see why you would put that on your list and yeah. why you feel like it could be one of the quintessential, I don't want to say quintessential listening of Bob Dylan, but very much is one of the big pieces yeah. of just album work by him. Right. Like I feel like if I were to introduce Bob Dylan to somebody for the first time, I would give them this album because this is, this is everything you need to know. Um, and yeah, so I guess we'll toss it over to you for your number three honorable mention. All right. My third and bottom honorable mention, not in any way saying that this is not Mm -hmm. a good album. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, um, mine is Boston by Boston. Oh, okay. Nice. Um, an interesting band. I mean, a lot of their stuff, I mean, this is probably the most famous Boston album. Oh, for sure. With the little spaceship, you know. Yeah. I mean, they all have spaceships, but I mean, like all of the big, all, all of the big songs are on that. On but yeah, that this one is the one when, you know, opens with more than a feeling. You've got right. peace of mind peace right of mind. after rock and roll yeah. band smoking, hitch a ride. You want to talk right. like, pretty much yeah. the quintessential Boston album. Yeah, really. for sure. Yeah. Um, wow, that's crazy. Cause that album totally slipped my mind. But now thinking about, see, this is the problem with this list is that <laughs> I totally didn't think about that album and now I want to put it in my top 10, but See that—that's the thing—is that no, you know this is I'm totally just, just what comes fan. to mind. I own the album on vinyl, and yeah, I have too. it as a special like Walmart. You have like a edition. blue like smoky, smoky kind of. It's really yeah. it's really cool. So I I just had to one I love the album in general like overall great, and then just good memories with the album. I mean yeah. again banger of an album pretty much every yeah song and is well a funny a funny thing about that a, f- a funny little like fun fact is that. I've listened to this album so many times and just like a month ago, I realized that if you if you turn the album cover upside down, it's actually a a, a guitar. No fucking way. I don't know if you've ever I don't know if you've ever noticed this. this. If you look at it and you look at it upside down, it's actually a guitar. This this I'm sorry to our listeners because this is just an audio podcast so yeah. you won't but look if you're listening to this, go Go and find the bot, the classic album cover, turn it upside down, and you'll see that oh, it's a guitar. Shoot. Um, yeah. Once yeah. I um, Googled it, yeah, all like the spaceships. Yeah, are so it looks like a spaceship, guitars. but if you turn it over, you can actually see the body, and then you can see the neck in like a perspective, yeah. and then you see a bit of the guitar head. Yeah. And yeah. I never knew this. Like, I have a vinyl of this, and I've never, never noticed this before. So uh, that's that was kind of a cool thing with that album. Tidbit. Even I yeah. didn't know, it, and I own the elf. Yeah, 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 and and yeah, yeah. It's a that's a that's a great pick. Um, cool. Uh, we'll move on to our number two in honorable mentions. Uh, mine is um from the band, one of the two bands that are most common on my. Uh, so that's another thing that we want to preface with our list is that. There are a few bands where we've put more than one album from that band on our list, but we limited it to two. But for me with this band, I have three favorites. And so I put one in the honorable mention so that it's not technically on the list, but it is. So I went with The Game by Queen. Um, Interesting. Um, Well, I definitely (laughs) considered that one for my honorable mentions and even actually my list itself. Yeah. Yeah. There was a few versions of this list where that was actually on my 
but there's two albums that I from that band that I think deserve to go on the list and that's just a little tease for what's later but uh but the game you know this is uh this was one of the first queen albums that I like listened to front to back for like a month like like there's there's so many of those with with uh queen but what I love about the game is that it's just it's short and sweet but there's a lot in there to appreciate you know um uh, I'm going to pull up the the out the song list. I mean, from what I know, I mean, I'm trying to go based on memory. You know, op- opening. You know, I-, I love the idea of having an album called The Game, and your opening a your opening track is Play the Game. You know, like that's such a cool meta kind of thing. And then going into Dragon Attack, which is one of my all time favorite Queen songs. That's just such a jam. And then the legendary Another One Bites the Dust. One of the most um underrated queen songs in my opinion is need your love and tonight I, that I, is I'm, I'm such fully agree on that one that is yeah, such I, a such good song <laughs> like, and like when it goes into the, the that's also one of my favorite brian may so, solos is just the way it just comes right into that it's just oh it's so good and another one that i think is just a huge amazing underrated song is sail away sweet sister that I've listened to that song so many times and it's just it is so so good. Um and you know and then you this this album also has a meme attached to it too cuz of uh I don't know if you guys have seen uh Robert Downey Jr. jamming out to Rocket Prime Drive on a press tour for Endgame. Um that was that was a really funny video so it's funny. Or no, th- or, what it was, was it coming um, soon? Coming soon. It's coming, coming soon. soon. That's what it was. It was coming soon. Uh, so it's so it's so that I mean that already shows you how good of an album this is that like you know everybody still listens to it nowadays you know and it's it's one of I think the definitive albums of Queen um, really there's nothing against this album that holds it back it's just that there's other albums that I think are even better than this and that's all it's just it's it's levels of greatness with when you get to the top three albums of Queen and. So yeah, so that's 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 my number two honorable mention. So that's a very solid. I mean, again, huge Queen. I'm gonna yeah. spoil a little bit. It's gonna be on both. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. We up. definitely, like, yeah. But well, very I mean, solid. There pick. is a reason I mean, why. Yeah, very solid pick. A huge fan of that album as well. Yeah, definitely had put it under consideration. For sure, for sure. Um, let's see, my number two. Um, this might, I don't want to say controversial, because it is a very famous album by this band, okay. but I just think, as of recently, I haven't listened to it as often. Yeah. Still definitely one that I think you can listen to full on through, is um, Exile on Main Street by the oh, Stones. okay. Nice. Cool. So, That's a great one. A huge, um, everyone, who, what what fan are you? Stones or Beatles? It's the big conundrum. Right. And that's, that actually um, be kind of a funny thing that we'll get to. It'd be interesting. Um... But no, definitely Exile on Main Street. I mean, yeah. Rocks Off is the first song on the album. Right. Like, yeah. And it's definitely like a higher energy album. A lot of the stuff yeah. is, you know, the Stones. Very quintessential Mick Jagger, Keith Richards. Right. The usual lineup. Yeah. And then Tumbling Dice. They're kind of the slower one and Let It Loose, if I'm correct. Let me let me fact check this before I say anything. Which ones did you say? I've I've got the list right here. Uh, uh, Rocks off as the first opening. First one. one, yeah. And then tumbling dice is the fifth one. Yeah. And then let it lose fourteen. Yeah. 
Like yeah. these tracks alone to me make this whole album extremely yeah. solid. Let it loose focusing yeah. more on like a piano, more acoustic stuff. And yeah. I mean, of course the Stones have history with acoustic music. I mean, you, you have uh you can't always get what you want. You got Angie and just different other acoustic songs. Yeah. Yeah. But of course, again, it's landing on one of the most famous albums of all time. I mean, you right. look at Exile on Main Street, this is easily one of the top, you know, Rolling yeah. Stone magazine. Yeah, and you know, that's a, f- that's a funny thing I was going to bring up is that I'm, I am I haven't delved much into the Stones. I need I need to. Um, b- so even being just kind of a general fan, I know this album. And so that just kind of shows the, the legacy. But I need to, I really need to dive in. I think that needs to be one of my next bands that I really no, die. I'm, ash- I'm ashamed to say that, that I don't know much of the Stones, but I need to uh, for sure. And so, yeah, yeah that's a that's a great pick. It's all yeah. Main Street's great. And I mean, obviously, you have like Let It Bleed, which is like, you know, parody of Let It Be. Right. Um, very much the Stones. I guess this one would be, I want to say more obscure. This is a really good Stones album to get into, but it's not yeah. going to be the hits like Paint It Black. Right. Uh, can't right. Get No Satisfaction. All that. But like even as soon as you said it, I knew it was the Stones, even though I haven't really yeah. listened to I mean, it that this much. This is easily you know? one of their greatest albums of all time. For sure, for sure. So. Yeah. So moving right along to our number one spot in the honorable mentions, um, I chose uh, Chicago Two. Um, Interesting. I honestly did not consider much Chicago yeah. for my list because I have not da- ashamed here to mention. Yeah. I have not. <laughs> yeah. I know a bunch of their music, but not what albums they appear on. For, right. for sure. And yeah, so Chicago, Chicago is a special band for me because that was the, f- that was one of the first bands that like really got me into like rock music. Like that was the first where I was like, I want to dive into their whole discography and just listen to everything this band has to offer. And with Chicago too. I think it's arguably one of their, easily one of their best albums, but probably one of their most iconic. Because you have, you have so many songs on here, that just are the classic. You know, not to mention, you know, twenty five or six to four is on this album, which is one of their that that's how when they're live, that's how they close out the show. You know, so that's definitely one of their biggest. And you've got you've got amazing deep cuts in here too, like uh, in the country. Wake Up Sunshine and the the standout thing on this album is the like maybe 15 minute ensemble of songs going from make 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 me smile into so much to say so much to give anxiety's moment into that color my world beautiful segment uh and then res- re- re- resoluting back to uh now more than never which is basically a reprise of make make me smile and um you know, for being 19, 1970 is when this album came out, and it's very, I think, it's very like ahead of its uh, uh, ahead of its time, because when you, I've seen Chicago live four times, and every time I've seen them play this, it's just that if you need one thing to see how amazing Chicago is, it's that like fifteen minute segment because they do so many different things, they change time signatures, they change keys, all this stuff. And they do it flawlessly every time, especially, and it's so accurate on the album too. Like on the album, it's it's amazing. Um, and then and then that's not that's not the only thing that's like that. They have a four movement song called "It Better End Soon," 
which is just displays the the prowess that Terry Kath has on guitar. Um, you know, it's just this this, this album. I oh, it's so it's so good. And the more I'm talking about it, the more I think it actually should have been on the list. But I'm okay with it in honorable mentions because there's a lot more that I like. But but yeah, I definitely. I'll add to that. I mean, th- this past year was the first time I saw Chicago live. Yeah, um, so, March I believe, was right? Marchish. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, Color My World, just the song itself. I mean, fun fact for those that don't know. Yeah, it is the inverted of Fury release by. Um, yeah. I don't want to say Beethoven or Mozart. Someone's going to get mad. <laughs> One of the classical composers yeah, is for sure. uh, Fury Ulysse. It's the inverted yeah. version. And it first, it's so simple. But yeah. when you put it in that 15-minute movement, just the whole conundrum, yeah. for lack of a better word, yeah, it it's it's phenomenal. And it's one it of those really bands is. that, like, you know their stuff because, I mean... If you listen to any progressive rock of like the 70s or 80s, Chicago's there. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah, they're iconic. And you know, they they were so innovative because they originated in 60, 67, I think. And they were, their whole thing was to be a rock band with horns. And that's like a huge, at the time, that was a really big thing of like, wow, you're putting trombones and trumpets in with crazy rock music you know and so that's that's always been the appeal of chicago to me um even even though i love their their 80s their 80s ballads which pushed away more from the horns but i think that's the appeal of chicago is you're kind of seeing the shift in music going from the classic stuff with horns into rock music and this is the perfect meshing of those two elements um, no, and definitely. yeah, yeah. Agree. All right, let's get to my number one. Let's get, ne- yeah, I'm let's having see. the same, or I'm not excited. number one, but number one on a mention. Yeah, I'm having the same kind of thing where I'm like, as I'm looking at the songs on the album and stuff, man, maybe this should have gone somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But my number one honorable uh-huh. mention: Dark Side of the Moon, Pink Floyd. Oh, nice. Yeah, that that actually shifted around on my list and into honorable mentions and I'm going to say that is actually not on my list. So, um, but I uh, so I'm so I'm I, glad you have it so we're still able to talk <laughs> about it. Talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. This one shifted around and then not just this album but all the different Pink Floyd albums. Yeah. The Wall, um Wish You Were Here. All, all of them hopped around my yeah, list. Yeah, I'm beginning for a while. to think that this needs to be like a segment that recurs every few yeah. like months, like twice a year or something. Because the more I'm thinking about this, the more like, man, <laughs> I should have put other stuff on here. So, yeah, yeah. huge fan oh, of yeah. Pink Floyd at this time. I mean, one, I one of the first band like shirts I ever wore was yeah. the famous. Um, every, I think Rizzo. everybody who's a rock fan at some point has owned. A Dark Side of the Moon shirt. (laughs) Either that or a poster, at least. And then I have someone made me a little poster of like all my favorite bands. So it has uh, Pink Floyd's Prism. Pink Floyd on there, yeah. Dark Side of the Moon. A few other bands I'm sure we'll get to. Yeah, Yeah. probably. (laughs) For sure. Don't give away too much. But this album, I mean, what can I say? There's a reason that it's iconic, you know. Like a lot of the big songs, you know, from Pink Floyd are kind of scattered around the albums. I mean, The Wall yeah. has a lot of their hits. Wish You Were Here, I mean, 
the title yeah. of the album is one of their biggest songs. Right, right. But definitely this one. I mean, come on. Like, speak to me slash breathe. I mean, right, yeah. Very good opening. I love song money for the album. I love money. Money is one of my me, favorites. For me, like the top song's got to be time, money, and eclipse. Eclipse, yeah, like, for sure. I mean, us and them is also just yeah, really amazing. Like this is such a solid album throughout. Yeah, it it when I'm looking at it, it has a similar thing to like the game the game where it's like very short. It's only ten songs, but each one brings something amazing. Where it's like those are some of my favorite albums that are like that are short, but. Every song is just banger after banger, you know, because it right. just like because there are some albums like and there are some that are like really long and they're really great, too. But it's it's nice to have like a short, condensed album of like eight or ten songs. And it's just like perfect all the way through, you know. Right. No, so definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. This had to be one I had to put in my, my dad yeah. was a huge Pink Floyd guy. Um, I'm a huge fan of Pink Floyd's work. Yeah. So. And I, I, it's it's one of those where it's like again, like the game. This is one of the like top albums of Pink Floyd. Yeah. And I think this one really does kind of encapsulate the progressive nature of Pink Floyd. And I mean, obviously is... the wall is iconic, but it's kind of right. where I'm like, I just it's iconic. <laughs> like right. I gotta yeah. put it. Yeah. And if I had room on the list, maybe like again looking back, maybe I could have changed. Right. A few <laughs> it's funny though. But... There was. The f- one of the first things when we were talking about making this list, I was like, "Can we do top fif- top fifteen? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know." So, so there's a there's a lot here, but we gotta we gotta keep it. Yeah, but I'm definitely gonna say top honorable point. mention has to be uh, for sure. Yeah. So we're that's kind list. of a tease for how this the rest of this list is gonna be. So, uh. Do you do you want to do the first one or should oh, I do the first I one can, on the list? I can start now because I right. started uh, cool. honorable mentions. I'll Go take, for it, man! You're number ten. I sat here for a while on this number ten. All right. It was really weird that the last ones were the hardest ones for me to pick. Yeah. Um. Let me check in my list. Let me let me go through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just gonna, I got I got to do some checks. Make sure this yeah. is right order because I'm gonna be sad if it isn't. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I okay. think. See, this one's tough too because it's iconic. But yeah, for my number well, I mean, ten, okay, go for it. Uh, never mind, Nirvana. Ah, okay. And actually, I'm gonna preface. I was put never mind Nirvana, but I'm gonna count. <laughs> I'm gonna do a little sub cheat for me. <laughs> yeah. Um, live uh the MTV unplugged. Okay. Stuff that Nirvana did. Yeah. Because so the live album, the live, because when they did um. Never mind. Obviously, it wasn't live. That was the original yeah. big, you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit, Lithium, right. like every big hit. But if I had to pick one, I would put the live on MTV Unplugged. Okay. It's when he, um, this is near his passing. Yeah. Um, he, he, he had gone, you know, we see young young Dave Grohl looking like the, the classic band geek. Right. <laughs> and his little, like, polo. Yeah. <laughs> but... Like, um, so I'll split it up. Never mind, again, iconic album. Very much what laid the groundwork for Nirvana's big hits and stuff. Yeah. Um, leading into stuff like In Utero and all that. Right. But, um, when it comes to the MTV Unplugged, that's gonna supersede Nevermind. Nevermind is mini honorable yeah. mention. Yeah. Because without Nevermind, you couldn't have the MTV Unplugged. Right. 
Right. But the MTV Unplugged, you know, he most does the, most of the album is on that MTV Unplugged. That's what right? I was say. That's why I'm gonna count MTV Unplugged as the proper place category of placement 10. because it pretty much has I think every song off. Never mind. Yeah. And there's the famous cover of David Bowie's "The Man Who Sold the World." Right. Yeah. Another person that man I should have put somewhere on this list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, but definitely I gotta say Nirvana's MTV Unplugged album. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, for my number 10, I am going for uh, Rubber Soul by the Beatles. I had to put the Beatles somewhere on this list. And um, yeah, Rubber Soul is one of those albums. You put the Beatles that low? Yeah. Yeah, I know. Interesting. No, I'm not judging. And I'll say that I'll say that's my only Beatles album on this playlist. Interesting. Uh, on playlist, uh, top 10 albums. Top yeah. 10, interesting, interesting. Because... They're, it's a similar, a kind of a similar thing with the kind of Bob Dylan thing, but it's like, I love the Beatles, like for sure. Like, and there was another album I was considering Let It Be to be on the album too, but there were so many other albums that I would, I would rather just put the one Beatles album for me that's like my favorite. Right. Because I, 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 I mean, I'm already repeating two different bands on my playlist, so I kind of have to make some cuts somewhere. Limited, yeah. But I still no, wanted to acknowledge the Beatles because, I mean, I mean, look at my shirt. Like, I mean, I have a Beatles shirt on right now. Yeah, man. You know, the people like, on the pod can't see that. Right, so right. Well, that's, yeah. Already do all so, so, but, you know, like, with with Rubber Soul, it's just, it has some of my favorite Beatles songs. Like, Drive My Car, Nor, Nor, Norwegian Wood on there. You know, those are great. And, uh, you know, like, In My Life and... Uh, Nowhere Man and um, and just all that stuff on this album is just is great and it's it I've talked about this with my brother a bit where it's like this is one of the first ones where you, where you can kind of see the trans the, the transition of the Beatles in their discography of you know from early Beatles this is kind of the mid Beatles you know um, where it's one of their one of their more daring or ambitious albums i think um yeah and so yeah so that's yeah. that's why Very it gets to pick. number number um, 10 nowhere man is probably my favorite off that album yeah very very solid um album in general yeah i mean one of the one of the one of the first beatles songs i ever heard was norwegian wood that was one of the first songs i learned on guitar when i was a young kid so this this album means a lot to me yeah definitely definitely solid pick looking at my list and I'm like yeah. man never mind was actually one thing above but whatever yeah. this one yeah. we'll move this one up <laughs> no, These, the 9 and 10 could have easily yeah. switched right yeah. so, so, and I'm actually so, okay with switching so number, yes. let's, let's leading number into nine. number 9 yeah Abraxas by Santana oh cool a nice. very unique pick uh, one yeah. that I didn't think of till I was listening to it on my way driving today yeah <laughs> I, I was listening to like Black Magic Woman and um, oh my god what, the famous one Oil Como Va yeah. I mean, that whole album's solid, and Santana is such a phenomenal guitar player. I mean, yeah. easily one of the best, and not just in terms of his tone. Yeah. I mean, still phenomenal. And, so, of course, he, he inspires people like Neil Sean. Right, and I was going to say, is this album in the Neil Sean era of Santana? Because I know, I he, have, I know I he was on some, some Santana albums, because this says 1970, so I'm yeah. not sure if that's when... It might be a slightly earlier. 
Yeah, because I because I know he started Journey in '75 and he did Santana before Journey, so it possibly could have been, but I don't know. We yeah. Don't, yeah. But I do know, obviously, um, Neil Sean did work with Santana for quite a while. Right. Yeah. Very much his influence. Um, One of the most then, iconic guitar players. You know, represent us Hispanics. No, uh, <laughs> no but I mean, uh, just yeah. a phenomenal guitar player out of California. Like, again, mixing that Latin culture with a lot of, like, current day rock. Right. At that time, yeah. obviously, you have people in the 70s. You've got huge bands that are, you know, you've got your British rock. You've got, um, you know, American, like, the Beach Boys had already kind of had their run. Right, right. Um, You're starting to have, you know... Shoot, I'm trying to think of big bands at this time. Yeah. You got the Eagles, you know. Yeah. Very famous American bands, but this is the first kind of like Latin based yeah. group that kind of changed the face of rock for, for sure. Like the Latin music scene. Definitely. That still kept that rock and roll vibe, but with that combination of, you know, timbales and different Spanish instrumentation. Yeah, definitely. Very solid album. Obviously, yeah. Black Magic Woman and Iconic. Oil Como Va are iconic. But I think those is another album where the smaller tracks are still just as impactful. Right, exactly. Yeah, and that's that's a, that's a great segue because that's uh, a big one for my number nine here, which is uh, Ten Summoner's Tales by Sting. Um, I love this album so much. It came out in 1993. Um, this was the first, this was the first album, one of the first uh might have been the first or second with uh, Vinny Kaliuta on drums, who is one of my all-time favorite drummers. Um, but, but yeah, you know, like songs like If I Ever Lose My Faith In You, uh, Seven Days, and, of course, the iconic Fields of Gold is on this album. You know, um, and, and, of course, also Shape of My Heart, no. probably one of the most famous uh, solo Sting songs. Honestly, probably one of um, my favorite Sting um, solo pieces. Yeah, album. yeah, Which that and that that and Fields of Gold. Uh, but if I had to pick a favorite, it'd probably be Seven Days on this because you don't hear many songs that are in five in the ti- in a ti- in a time sig- signature of five. Um, and so, Sting to me is one of the greatest songwriters of all time, and I think this album really encapsulates what Sting can do in his prime. You know. Um, you know, and then some of the smaller songs like "Heavy Cloud," "No No Rain," uh, you know, all these all these songs are just phenom- phenomenal. Um, this was another one of those that I've just listened top top to bottom so many times. Um, and yeah, yeah, so that's why I had that's why I put Ten Summoners Tales" at number nine. Very solid pick. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Sting's work in general. Uh, another yeah. artist I considered putting, uh, yeah. both as you know, solo artist and his time in the police, yeah, right. But didn't cut make the list this time, and yeah. like yeah. tomorrow he'll make it. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> we'll, number we'll, eight. we'll uh, let you guys know on yeah. the the like six month uh, six update. month <laughs> update that we'll make. Yeah. Um, number eight. All right, kind of low for me, but I think just compared to the other albums, I had to put it, and yeah. it's still in the top ten, so we'll give it some credit. Is yeah. Escape by Journey. Okay. <laughs> very much again uh, yeah. saw journey, I'll, I'll, journey okay i'll i'll let you talk about that oh you'll, you'll let me because i'll <laughs> we'll we'll be we'll, we'll be circling back to that album now so. obviously my <laughs> so. original pick was gonna be um evolution where you know love and touch and squeeze that was obviously my main <laughs> yeah, pick yeah, i mean yeah. come on i don't know why people just don't vibe with that song <laughs> 
but it's um, a, a no, it had to be Escape. Uh, obviously, Frontiers was a big contender as well because it's yeah. b- literally their greatest hits album. Yeah, but it has to be Escape. Escape is probably my favorite song on Escape, as yeah. well yeah, as definitely. Out of Journey. Yeah, it's and we we actually we actually just saw Journey uh, back in April, uh, and they actually played that song, and that was just that was beautiful God. to see. I mean. They played they played seven out of ten songs when we saw them. Yeah. We saw them and in Glendale. Got, what Mother um, Father? Mother yeah, we got Mother Father, Dead or Alive, Stone in Love, obviously, Who's Crying obviously. Now. Um, we got a lot of deep cuts from there, and if, I mean, we got the four big ones like Open Arms, Don't Stop, Stone in Love, and Who's Crying Now, and then we also got oh, Escape, like, Dead or Alive, and Mother Father. Like, um, I mean, you can't go wrong with Escape. One of the one of the best. Never mind. I'll I'll save that for oh, later. <laughs> you. Don't worry. You'll come. Yeah. You'll come back. Yeah. But yeah, well, that's not our finished thoughts on that album because we'll we'll definitely be circling back mm, to that. On, someone on trying my to hit toward later. So uh, no, definitely yeah. Stone in Love. I mean, it starts with Don't Stop Believing. That's the right. opening song. To right. This album. Yeah. It's like and it ends with Open Arms. Like in, the two. Yeah. It's the two got the biggest duality songs. of man here. <laughs> I mean, already like to have those. Four of their biggest songs all on one album is just amazing. Yeah. Don't stop believing, Stone in Love, Who's Crying Now, and Who's Open Crying Arms. Now, you know, Open Arms. Yeah. Um, yeah escape. That's... I mean, Escape's the title track. And yeah. It's God. For sure. It's amazing. It's, I mean, Neil yeah. Sean, a god on guitar, one of the best when it comes to tone. Yeah. And very much like a unique guitar player. Yeah. And Definitely. the way he like live is just as good. If not better. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go see him again when they're coming over to uh, Las Cruces, and so I'm excited to to see Neil Neil Sean work his magic again. (laughs) (laughs) But, no, definitely. I had to put Escape. It was between Escape or Frontiers. And, again, it was kind of like your thing with the Beatles where it's like, you know you got to put at least one of them on. Yeah. And it just had to be Escape for me. Yeah. Cool. Uh, And so my number eight, we're on number eight, right? No, right? no, I'm just kidding. No, are we, we're on, are eight. We on eight? eight? We're okay. on eight. Don't worry. <laughs> uh, so mine is uh, Somewhere in Time from Iron Maiden. That's uh, a solid pick. I am a huge, I'm a huge Maiden fan. I love Iron I'm actually going to go see them when they come to El Paso later in September, so I'm yeah, excited I'm for that. I'm going to get DDoS, bro. Someone's going to find me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, so Somewhere in Time. Uh, it's another one of those albums, again, that's like super short. But everything in there is just amazing, you know. Uh, yeah, eight songs on this album, but every one of them is just amazing, you know. Caught somewhere in time, a similar thing to the game where they open with a track that's named after the album. Uh, one of my all time, oh, one of my favorite Iron Maiden songs is "Wasted Years," and you've got things like uh, "Stranger in a Strange Land," "The Loneliness of the Long Distance Runner," "Heaven Can Wait." Sea of Madness, all these songs are just great, you know, and and speaking of great with Alexander the Great, this like, it's such a cool thing to have like a heavy, heavy rock metal band do a song about Alexander the Great, you know, and that, that just, that sums up how much Iron Maiden is just no, such, it's a, very interesting such a badass Iron band. Maiden, a lot of their songs are very much like references, I mean, obviously Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Alexander right. the Great, uh, Flight of Icarus, Flight of very Icarus, much mythology right. based or like Oriented, historically yeah. based. So very interesting. This is a very solid album. I mean, yeah. 
I want to say this is probably my favorite Iron Maiden album. Yeah. I mean, obviously the the one with the the famous Union Jack so, um, soldier. You're yeah, right. Union Jack uh, flag and all that. Famous. The, the uh, trooper. The, yeah. The, yeah, I was like, there you go. Clearly, I yeah. don't know why Iron Maiden. <laughs> and <laughs> it's funny. Because it's funny. Well, I don't. It was that. I don't know it that as well as been, a deep. Dive. That might have been the cover for the single. Because yes. I know. Yeah, because. Um, the trooper is on peace of peace of mind, but I think that cover was for like the music video, for yeah. the trooper. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I mean, Iron Maiden is, and I mean, what I what I love about this one is the very like, it's very eighties, not in the way that, like mainstream eighties is, but it has a kind of like, a cool like synth. Um, not not synth, but. It's one of the most unique '80s album sounds for Iron Maiden. It's, it, it's it's classic, but it's also very different. If that if that makes sense, yeah. Um, and and yeah, so I I had to put that one on my list. Yeah, very very solid. Sticking with yeah. like the English metal. <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, for number seven, I I put um Paranoid Black Sabbath. Cool, nice. Very much a fan of Ozzy's work. Yeah. I mean, Tony Iommi. God, like what can yeah, I say? He's amazing. Black Sabbath, yeah. one of the big like originators of the English heavy metal scene. For sure. Um Paranoid, obviously the song and the album, just yeah. iconic stuff when you think of Ozzy. Yeah. I'll bring up the track list real quick. Yeah. If I know how to spell Paranoid. <laughs> yeah, Paranoid of Black Sabbath. I mean, they're iconic. For a reason, yeah, definitely. Like, the album itself is just so well-known. There's been so many covers right, of the album. That's that's how you know you've got well, stuff I, on your hands when people want to cover it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give yeah. me one second to pull up the whole list, because it's yeah, going to sound sure. like, oh, you don't know the damn album. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. No, no, no. no. It's all good. Um, let me just got pull up the album. Yeah, I got time. Studio album, yeah. Studio. I hope everyone else got time. <laughs> No, but definitely like Iron Man. I was gonna say War Pigs. Actually, right. my, interesting enough, the album that I have actually puts Planet Caravan and Electric Funeral together. Huh. Interesting. And it, I mean, it's one of like it's a classic CD. It's yeah, one of, like the classic ones. But it's interesting that like it's listed here as separate, and Iron Man is the one that intersects it on the studio album. Right. On right. mine, Planet Caravan and Electric Funeral are combined. Yeah. But no, I mean. What can I say? You have this is another album that has some of their best hits. Yeah, War totally. Pigs, Paranoid, and Iron Man. Yeah, and then Planet Caravan's actually real solid too. So I mean, mm-hmm. the first four—if that doesn't sell you on Black Sabbath, right, right—and <laughs> yeah. it's just the the influence that they have on the exactly the metal scene. I mean, yeah, without Ozzy or without even like Tony Iommi, you know, the different yeah. members. First, Ozzy probably wouldn't have gone solo with Randy right. Rhodes and all them. Yeah. And I mean, probably he would have eventually, but I mean, this is a huge stepping point toward right. that heavier metal scene what, what, and kind of uh, stardom. What um, uh, year did it come out again? Uh, Paranoid? Uh, 1970. It was 70. right at the okay, wow. end yeah. of, yeah, right in the early, well, mid, mid-70s mid yeah. in terms of months. <laughs> right right yeah. when I say 1970, I said yeah. mid-70s. Right. <laughs> yeah, early But no, 70s, middle yeah. month. Right around um, early September. Yeah. And it kind of just, yeah. Again, 1970, right in the dawn of that 
heavy metal wave that hit um, Britain. For sure, yeah. And Big just, time. Uh, what can I? What more can I say? Right, Iron Man, <laughs> yeah, it's, War Pigs, and Paranoid. Honestly, any any of these That's, albums, we could dedicate a whole episode to yeah, just talking. I want to try to keep it concise. Yeah. I could talk for hours right. about how great right. Paranoid is, but I'll right. I'll toss it over right. to Danny. Yeah. So moving on, so this is my number seven. Uh, is uh, Synchronicity by The Police? I'm I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I yeah, and see, the, I. Kind of cheated there because I had a Sting album and a Police album, but they are separate. They so are separate it entities. Does, it does. It does count. So, yeah. It. Um. There's a few things about this album that. Uh. Again, another thing. This is a. This is a recurring theme in my. <laughs> in my album. In my albums is that they're short, but there's a lot there to. Uh. Like you know, eleven songs, and it's forty-five minutes of of just amazing stuff. And. Uh. One. One other thing I love about this album is that this is the 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 police's last album yet it has their biggest song with every, every arguably one of their biggest songs with every with every every breath you take uh and so this is one of those albums that's like the police went out on their highest high you know in 1983 um and you know you have songs like synchronous it, it's such a cool thing where like if you have the vinyl of it you would you would notice that each side starts with a song called synchronicity you have synchronicity one and synchronicity two uh and this i i think the second half of this album is honestly perfect you have synchronicity two into every breath you take king of pain wrapped around your finger t in the t in this in the sahara and murder by numbers like going just just one after another just some of my favorite songs are on this album if I had to pick one police album to listen to for the rest of my life, it would be this song. I think. That's a very, or this, very this, solid pick. This this album. I mean, there's just so much on there. Uh, and you know, "Walking in Your Footsteps" is another great one early. Um, and yeah, I mean this, this this whole album. It's just it's a uh, it's a masterpiece. Um, yeah, very solid. I mean, yeah, the police definitely again were up for consideration on this list. Yeah. I own like Zenyatta Mandata. Right, yeah. I and, think I have their I mean, whole discography on Synchronicity on vinyl. easily is one of, if not the best police album. Yeah. So for sure. I can definitely agree with that sentiment. Yeah. Alright, number six. Number six. We're getting you mentioned the Beatles earlier. Okay. And this is yeah. a Beatles album. Yes. But my one Beatles album that I placed on my list. Uh huh. It's Abbey Road. Nice. Good. Now, I was I was hoping because that I was debating between that and let it be for another Beatles album. Uh, God, so, Abby Road. so yeah, yeah, I'm glad we get to talk about this album. <laughs> Easily yeah. one of the most iconic covers, let alone like albums in general. The famous walking across yeah, right the street, right? Like, and I mean a lot of this. It's not like their biggest in terms of hey, you're not gonna find. Um, like let it be on here, obviously. Right it's on the right. album title, let it be. Yeah, but I and mean, they're very much big, you know, songs, and it's one of the longer albums in terms of for sure. The but you know, it's it. long in terms of how many like songs, quantity, but it's still yeah. only forty-seven minutes. Yeah, in terms so it's of still quantity, pretty short. A and I mean, because a yeah. lot of them have like almost one of them. All right, let's just start with how. Let's start with the opening. I yeah, mean, come together. Right. I mean, how to get what hyped, better way you know? to open an album? Yeah, and then something you know, George Harrison, yeah, primarily the writer on that one, 
Yeah. Such a beautiful like love song and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, darling, easily. I, okay, that's funny because I'm glad you skipped Maxwell Silver. Silver I was like, I, I was like, know. is he gonna talk about that one? I don't, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no, every album's got one. <laughs> yeah, those are the dark days. Oh, darling, Octopus's Garden. I mean, ah, oh, yeah. I want one of the few. So heavy. One of the few Ringo songs that we see in the discography of yeah. uh, the Beatles, which I love. Beatles I love Octopus's general. Garden. Yeah. Here comes the sun. I mean, again, iconic. Right. Right. Wait. wait. Most people know this song without even knowing what album it's on. It's just exactly. it's here comes that the song. that and come together, you know. Um, one of my favorites is actually the Golden Slumbers and to carry that weight. Yeah, it's yeah. a very both songs are short, less than a minute. Yeah, Short-nick and what I love, what I actually just each. noticed about this album is it doesn't end with the, the song end. called yeah. "The End." It like it's it's so it's so it's so funny. Um, but I mean, yes, the, the end is one of my George, favorite Beatles yeah. songs for sure. I actually don't know that one. Ironically. Yeah, it's really good. I it's mean, really I know the good. album pretty solid. It's the only one I think off the album I haven't heard. Yeah. And I mean, producer George Martin, one of the most famous producers right. when it comes to music. Yeah. But and a f- and a, a kind of a kind of a cool fun fact about this album was that even though Let It Be came out after this album, Abbey Road was recorded after the sessions of Let It Be. So yes. it's the last recorded album of the Beatles, but it's technically not their last album, which is a weird thing to think about because they they recorded Let It Be and then there were some production issues and then they went on to record Abbey Road, released it, and then a few months down the line in 1970, released Let It Be. Right. So there's a funny... There's a funny kind of thing of like which There's is the paradox, true, yeah. which is the true final Beatles album, and both are amazing final albums. I think yeah, um, definitely, but yeah, uh, I just had to put Abbey Road. I just yeah, think it's iconic, absolutely. Not just because the music, but everyone yeah. who's anybody has tried to <laughs> recreate the famous walking across the crosswalk. Yeah, and I mean it's the Beatles, right? What can I say? What? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, moving on to my number six uh, is Innuendo by Queen. Okay. Yeah. An, uh, an interesting pick, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Not my least favorite by any means, but an interesting an interesting this, pick. I think this, this is one of Queen's most underrated albums, I think. Because, I think I can agree to that. Yeah. Because this, this has some of my favorite Freddie Mercury uh, performances on here and it was in the worst time of his life right you know this came this was this was this was recorded with his some of his last breaths you know and what a way to 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 just go out because even though yes made in heaven came out I see this as the final queen album and i i've made in heaven has been growing on me for sure but that is very much a kind of arc like an archival album where this is like the there's a reason this album ends with the show must go on you know um and you know you have songs like i mean one of one of i think the greatest pieces of music ever written i think is these are the days of our lives that song has been with me in a lot of moments in my life where I've needed that song, you know, that, that song is just, 
it's it's a masterpiece and you've got stuff like uh i mean the song innuendo featuring freaking steve howe from yes doing a a spanish guitar bit you know flamenco guitar right and it's just like how insane is that uh, and then, and then you have some real like fun, goofy songs like "I'm Going Slightly Mad" and uh, you know Delilah, a song about Freddie Mercury's freaking cat, you know. <laughs> um, and um, one of the greatest Brian Brian May uh, compositions is uh, "Bijou." Um, I love that song, and you know, ride the wild, ride ride the wild wind. Um, and you know, like headlong and don't try so hard. And, you know, this, this album is just, it's, it's so, it's so good. I just, I mean, I can't say enough about about it. It being so like an odd pick, but it's honestly, I agree. It's one of the more, like, I guess, overlooked albums of Queen. Yeah. Like there is a lot of good out of this album. Yeah. I mean, the show must go on iconic. Right, um, innuendo is one of those I think acquired taste songs because the way it's I think I think it's the it's the sequel to Bohemian Rap Rap no, Rhapsody. I'd agree. I'd agree because it's another one like seven or eight minute song and it goes through so many different phases. Um. And and yeah, I mean it's it is yeah. honestly a masterpiece. All the, the rest of these albums for me are just masterpieces, uh, so uh, I'm going to stop saying that because yeah, it'll get redundant. <laughs> but Once we on to move on to this next one, they're just all just all perfect. Great. All right. Speaking of Queen, ah, number five. Oh, yeah. We're talking about opera. more Queen. Oh, okay. Cool. I, I, I this mean, is another I, one where where we're going to circle back. Uh, let's be honest. This. I could have put this whole list made out of Queen. Right. Me too. <laughs> me too. Me Obviously, too. Hot Space is number one. I mean, come on. But. <laughs> I, I okay. We joke, but I want to do an episode about that album. Like uh, I want to, I want not to terrible. Discuss. It's not as terrible as I make it out to be. But it's pretty bad. But it's well, not. It's definitely not the. But album. let's let's talk about an album that's not not, not bad. That's <laughs> one of the best. And uh, Night at the Opera. Yeah. Oh, I mean, where do I begin with how iconic it, this is? Just in rock history alone. Like we're uh-huh. not even count. Not even rock history in the history of music. Yeah. This is easily one of the most iconic. First, the cover. I mean, it's the swan. It's the classic. One of the. This yeah. is the album that everyone knows. Yeah. Like, anyone that knows Queen knows this album. For sure. I mean. Yeah. It's the famous one with all the little animals, the swan in the middle. Right. And then, this was, I mean, it starts. This was one of the first albums that is the, the first version of the iconic queen crest right this is the this is one of the first iterations of that of that iconic it probably is the first iteration yeah right because sheer heart attack doesn't have sheer heart attack is just them and you have the iconic queen too and yeah this is the first one that was that crest and it just has morphed throughout you talk about one of the most complete albums of all time i mean it starts with death on two legs which was a about one of the record producers trying to steal right, money right, from yeah. Freddie and the band, yeah, so yeah. they created it and calling him out. Right, uh, "Lazy on a Sunday Afternoon" probably the shortest yeah. song on any Queen track. Yeah, only a minute long, a minute and eight. Yeah, but it's it's easily like such a simple song, but so yeah. great. Uh, I'm in love with my car. Uh, r- pretty much Roger Taylor's baby, his child. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, that one I'm not the biggest fan of. It's not. I bad. love it. I I think the movie made me appreciate that yeah. song a lot more than. Uh, you're my best friend. Uh, written partially yeah. by John. Let's Lincoln. save thoughts on Thirty Nine because I want to. Yeah, okay. Mm, there's yeah, someone saying the Night at the Opera's on the list. Yeah, 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 oh, I'm, well, I'm not saying, but maybe. Um, uh, yeah, you're my yeah. best friend. I mean. Yeah. I'll try not to steal the spotlight too long. Yeah, no, no, you're good. But <laughs> love of my life and Bohemian. I mean, if there's any two songs that should what be remembered great, off this wh- album, I love how it ends with two. Bohemian and God Save the Queen. It's so good. But like, love of my life and Bohemian are the quintessential yeah. listenings of this album. Yeah. I mean, love of my life written for. Mary Austin. Right. His true love of his life. I mean, right. God, what a piece. Right. And that's the it, that's the that's the thing about that song. The irony that, in it is that it's called Love of My Life. Exactly. And like, it, it, it really it, it is always, kind of about love cuz it's about hey, bring back that love. Right. But, but it, it, the song is more heartbreaking than it is. And that's why it loving. I I always find it so bizarre that I'll see like Queen Valentine's Day playlist and this is at the top of that and it's like hey bro I, 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 this I don't is say nothing. This is <laughs> this is like me. but it but it's funny because it's not if you played that song for like somebody you're dating They'd be like, "What the fuck are you playing to me right now?" Like uh, it's a, it's a saying, depressing don't, don't look at my playlist, bro. Don't look at my playlist. But it's, it's, it's I get a, what you mean. It's yeah. a funny irony with that song. It's something and that people see the title and they're like, "Oh, this must be a love song." Or this something. must be one of yeah. But then, but then like, they hear the uh, lyrics and it's like hmm. they 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 get finished listening to that like, "Whoa, what have I done? this is a different thing." Uh, and then and you know, attached with that song is the brilliance of what they do live with it, with Brian playing and they bring Freddie on the screen. Um, and then a lot of it is crowd participation. You I mean, know, that, and yeah. Them singing along with it. That's one of the, one of the, one of my memories that I'll always remember is just crying my face off when I was seeing, <laughs> when, when I was seeing Queen and Brian made, you know, it's only him on the stage and the whole arena has their flashlights on their phones on and the whole area is just lit up and, and is just everybody singing from the bottom of their heart. Um, and then you have Freddie on the screen and it just, it's, it's beautiful. It, it's, it's pretty amazing. And again, um, I'll try to be brief with this one, but Bohemian, yeah. I mean, it's Bohemian rap. What can you say? That what can been, I say yeah. besides the fact that it's Bohemian rap? Right. I mean, it, peop- Queen's magnum what, opus. Like, right, right. For sure, I'll, yeah, I'll save it a little bit because yeah, we'll, from, we'll, from what we'll I can be tell, talking Danny, more Danny about may this. Know a little, it may or a little may, bit more. may not be on my list, but we'll get there. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I don't have to say much. It's Queen's yeah. the Opera. What else? And can you it's say? iconic. So for my number five, um, this one, this is a very personal pick for me. It's uh, the seventh one by Toto. Okay, uh, Toto is one of my. It's one of my f- just favorite bands ever, and it's because of the talent that is in the band. You know, you have Jeff Percaro, who is, for me as a drummer, my biggest influence in drumming. Uh, and this displays, this album displays the prowess of Jeff Percaro. And, and you know, you, ha- you have, of course, Steve Lukather. And this is one of the few albums, I think, that has all three Percaro brothers on it. You have Steve Percaro 
on um, on synths and uh, piano, Mike Percaro on bass and Jeff Percaro. Um, in a lot of the other Toto albums, they're kind of s- spread around, but this is one of the few uh, that I, I believe has all three Percaro brothers. Um, and you know, you've got songs like Pamela, uh, "Stop Loving You." Uh, straight for the heart a thousand years mushanga is an amazing nathan if you haven't heard mushanga we might have showed it to you but that is one of the greatest jeff percaro pieces and i think this album has the best deep cut that toto has ever made that i i think it's a travesty that this song is not more well known and it's these chains I was gonna say I know these chains. I don't know these Mashonga chains or whatever the hell you just said. Is these chains, these chains is such a it's good such a talk song. about Jeff Percaro, man. On that song, he just what else can you say? Like that that album, that song to me sums up everything that makes Toto just so badass. Um and you know and there's there there's a song on here that feels very much like the best michael jackson song that michael jackson never wrote right. uh because if some of you don't know this uh toto was the main band on thriller um and so it's funny that this song on the seventh one you got me uh is sung and has a very similar feel to like a Michael Jackson song like uh and this is the debut album of Joseph Williams no this is the second album with 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 Joseph Williams sorry um and you know Joseph Williams is the son of John Williams the composer uh so yeah I mean this this just sums up uh the best of what Toto has to offer um and so very very solid pick just yeah. on Toto this year as well. So right, opening on for that, journey on that same journey. Yeah. yeah, to where we did see um, Toto. So. Uh, we didn't get any songs from off of this, this album. album. I wish, I wish but we I got mean, the song Pamela because that's one of their big hits. You, you got to respect just the talent that Toto yeah. has. Like Toto is, oh. yeah, totally. I knew that. One of us, one of us had to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, right. yeah. So what, moving on to I guess number four. Yeah. Or this one took me a while to think of because Mm -hmm. it's very iconic. And for a time, I wasn't sure if this one is truly one of those iconic albums that you can listen all the way through. Yeah. But after much consideration and re-listening, my number four is Rumors by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, interesting. He's such a talented artist. I mean, that whole group, I say just him, but... (laughs) Whole, anyone associated with Fleetwood at that time was just on top of the world. Yeah. Obviously, like the chain is probably the most well-known song off that. Yeah. Go, go, go your, your own, own way. way is dreams. Yeah. Uh, don't stop. I mean, it's just classic. All, all, all classic. Yeah. But yeah, definitely yeah, rumors album, by yeah. Fleetwood. I, I definitely think, think with that album, the first half is where it's at for me. The what kept that off the list for me is there are some songs in the second half that I'm like mm, they're okay, but right. it's it's one of those that I I see how it's iconic and right. I definitely love the album, but I don't I don't think I like it enough to put it to on put it 
to put it on the list, but I, I do love the album. Yeah, no, like, and I can agree. I mean, I do think, like, the last few songs are not as strong as... Yeah. Like, but, like, it would be in, like, my top, my top like, 20 for sure. Yeah, but I think, but just yeah, not, for me, I think, not top one, it holds material. a special place. I, I'm, yeah, I'm and, nos- like... Nos- nostalgia for nos- Fleetwood Mac, I nos- mean. Nostalgia is a huge part of these lists for me. Yeah. Uh, like, but, some of these albums I've known... And it's one life. of those that I really didn't consider that great an album. Look, all the hate coming. Yeah. But, <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, The Chain, Go Your Own Way, Don't Stop, all that's uh-huh. iconic. But in terms of, like, overall, it, it wasn't the first album that I'm like, okay, this is one of the greatest albums of all time. For sure, for sure. It was good, but, you know, I didn't listen to it enough. But, you know, kind of looking back through it, there again, yeah. oh, I think always with an album, there's some songs that are not as strong as others. It's just right. how that's just how it goes. Good. Right. But it doesn't mean that any of the songs are like terrible and are right. like unlistenable. Right. right. So yeah, number four has to be yeah. by Fleetwood. And number four, this is the first repeat from your list. Number four is Escape from Journey. Oh. Okay. Um, All right. So, and so we'll, what happened? We'll, I said no. I'm just so, <laughs> so. There was one song in particular that I wanted to put the spotlight on from this album right. that I think is we actually it's one of the few that we actually didn't hear live. Okay. And it's Still They Ride, which is just such a good song. And what I love what they do with that song live is they'll they'll medley it up with lights. And when you when you listen to those two songs back to back, Still They Ride is just such a I don't know it's just it's it's a similar thing like with these chains not to the same degree but it's like it's one of the greatest deep cuts of journey because it's not one of their biggest songs but it is one of the songs that if you if you really take the time to listen to it it's just it's so so good um and you know of course like stone in love like the big thing on escape is it shows the brilliance of Steve Smith on drums I think because he 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 originated as a jazz like fusion drummer right. you know that was some of the earlier stuff he did and then he was like oh I just want to I just want to do rock just to do it just to check that box off my list and then he joins one of the most famous rock bands of all time and you know uh one of the things that I love about Don't Stop Believing is if you listen to the song, you'll notice that the the drum pattern is actually kind of complex. There's a lot of things with like the bell ride, and you have to play it open handed. Which, for those of you who aren't drummers, usually you cross your hands when you're playing drums. But what? But with this, you have to play kind of in a non, in a in a different way to be able to hit the things you need to hit for that song. Um, and so there's just so many drumming things on that album that is just it's a real drummer's album I think that 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 album um, yeah I can agree and I mean again as I've already stated just such an iconic album right it's yeah but that's not the last I'll give another tease not the last I'll be talking about Journey oh, I'll say that obviously uh, can't wait till Evolution pops up man right got it, man <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait to hear that yeah. I'm so excited All right. uh, moving on to number three <laughs> Number three. All right, this is where, like, man, any of these can go on, but I think I have it in the proper order. Yeah. Number three is Brother to Brother by Gino Vanelli. Oh, shit. 
pretty high up. Wow. And a, kind of a, wow. a deep cut in the Hell world. Like, yeah, dude. But I, I, I mean, oh, I've listened to, to these guys like hundreds of times. I mean, yeah. God. Like, Ooh, I was this, not expecting that. that this is... is easily one of my favorite like albums to go through. Yeah, man, I didn't like, I'm not, think I, about that. People Shit. will know I'm not much of a person to kind of sit through every album. I like to just have you know specific songs off the albums. Right. One giant Spotify playlist with everything. <laughs> yeah. So, but this is one of the few like albums that I'm like I can sit through the whole thing in shuffle or in order, and just be like everything on here is bangers. I mean, Apple Appaloosa. Is the first song. Mm-hmm. Opens extremely strong. Then you got like the river must flow a little bit slower, but still very much in that like jazzy rock yeah. kind of breath. Yeah. And I just want to stop easily my favorite song off the album. <laughs> I just want to stop. It's so simple and it's probably the most well known of Gino Vanelli's work. Yeah. Because a lot of people have covered it and stuff. Uh, I feel like flying is extremely underrated. And then brother to brother being the title track. Oh, man. I mean that song, that's probably my favorite on the on the album, right? But yeah, oh man. But no, it's one of those more obscure, and it's very much more like a progressive, like jazz rock. It's not your classic like heavy. It's rock. very proggy it's, too. Yeah, very much artsy, for lack of a better word. Yeah. But man, I wow. mean, yeah, I had to. Gino Vanelli, uh, someone I discovered about a year ago or so. Yeah. And just, gosh, I wish he got more. Um, like exposure and stuff in his career, yeah, and all that. He's extremely talented, definitely. So yeah, number three, brother to brother, Gino Vanelli. All right, number three for me is uh, the Joshua Tree by U two. Um, this U uh, two is a very, very special band for me. It's it's one of those that. I only listen to in certain phases when I'm when I'm in certain certain states of mind or in certain moods that I listen to you two and it's because they're they are so good that when you listen to them you have to like just take in every ounce of what they have to offer you know like there's you can't I don't think I think it's a detriment to like passively listen to you too. Like for me, you have to like just be in it, you know? And this is one of the biggest examples of that. Like this is their, this is the A Night at the Opera for you Yeah, they're Magnum Like Opus. the this Joshua is Tree is just and I'd, such I'd a agree. perfect album. I mean, if I put a opening album, with Where the Streets Have Joshua. No Name. Yeah, opening definitely. with Where the Streets Have No Name is just, that's already that alone is enough to this for this be the top three, but that's only <laughs> that's only the tip of the iceberg. I think one of the greatest songs that Joshua Tree has or that U two has ever written is "I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For." If you guys haven't heard the live version with Bruce Springsteen, oh, that one's great. Yeah, that is, I think, one of the. This might be a cool episode to do too, but the one of the best music performances ever um gonna do a live album or like we, live i think i think it would be cool to do like the our 10 favorite performances of music ever because this right. one would definitely be in there yeah uh i mean this song just what it's about it's just it's so 
I don't know. Like it just it it resonates because it's just it's just it's so good. And you know you've got you've got with or without you, bullet the blue sky, running to stand still in God's country, one tree hill, and then one of uh, mothers of the disappeared is such a beautiful piece of of music. Um, I mean this th- just this whole album. It's just it's. It's criminal how good this album is, honestly. Like, it just, I don't understand how they were able to create this, this many just amazing songs in one album. Like, it really, this could, I don't know. It's just, this album is just, I think, will be remembered as one of the greatest albums ever. Yeah, I can just, agree. Period. Definitely. Yeah, really looking at, like, this is probably my top U2 album. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, their live performances are insane. I mean, with or without you live is something yeah. you got to listen to. Right. I mean, the the first three songs are like some of the <laughs> top work. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, the streets have no name. I still haven't found what I'm looking for in with or without you. I mean. It's amazing. The cover's iconic for the album. The actual like performances themselves. Yeah. Like... And it's one that every time I listen to it, they just get it. Just the album gets better and better and better. Um, Yeah, U two for me is a band I never truly like delved into besides this album. This is like the one album I fully deep dived. But I mean, not to say that U two is not an extremely talented band. I mean, there are some stuff other there are other albums I do have. Like, they're an extremely talented group, and yeah, Yeah. I completely agree. This can easily can go down in history as one of the top albums. Definitely. Yeah. So let's get into our number, number two, two placement. We're almost ones. at the end. I almost knock over my whole mic setup. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What you got? Man, as soon as you mentioned like Bruce Springsteen, I'm like, <laughs> you could have put him somewhere. Yeah. Damn. All right. But number two, you spoke earlier of Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There's yep. a one that I have a personal connection to because I wrote a fucking eight-page, <laughs> eight, nine-page paper on this And he is album. not kidding. This is not a joke. Yeah. He, for, he he has read it. He has read the paper. Yeah, it yeah. exists out And I'm going to be taking that class here in the fall. So yeah, we'll see what my for album For one of my is. classes, I had to pick an album that's like considered iconic. And I, I was going to do Queen, but I was like, let me change it up. And didn't you say the professor had, he gave a recommendation of like pick an album that is iconic, but you're before, not yeah. that familiar with. Yeah, you know? so you can kind of get the experience of listening to it, whether you like right. it, what do you think of it, what's the significance of the album, those exactly. kind of things. Exactly. So I sat down and I said, well, I like Bob Dylan, but I haven't really deep-dived Bob Dylan. Yeah. So I went for one of his most iconic albums of all time. Obviously one of the best albums of all time. I'll, yeah. I'll say this. I will, You know, infamously, Bob Dylan wasn't really like a great singer, per se, like his voice. But the lyrics he wrote and everything, one of the greatest songwriters ever, yeah. if not the greatest. My number two pick, after all this hype and yeah. speculation, is Highway 61 Revisited. Yep. For sure. God. First, I got 100 on paper, so obviously bias. Yeah. But, um, there you go. No, but I mean, top to bottom, there is not a bad song on this entire album. Definitely. Like... I could listen. This could be if I had to only listen to one Bob Dylan album. I mean, I would suck to lose out on like the times they are changing. That's right. on right. Um, his different albums, 
But, I mean, you start strong. You start with, like, a Rolling Stone. I mean, like, yeah. How else You're in. should you start a song? Yeah. <laughs> like, or start yeah. an album? You start with one of the most famous Bob Dylan tracks. Um, Then you got Queen Jane approximately. It's okay. That's probably my least favorite. Yeah. Of... Um, this whole album, but not at all slight toward the song. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, Tombstone Blues is one of my favorite. A lot quicker pacing. Yeah, that's one of my. And, I like that one. Um, Highway sixty one like literally every song. Highway sixty one revisited, just like Tom's Thumbs Blues. One of my favorites is a slower song actually, and it's the sixth track. It takes a lot to, to laugh. It takes a lot to cry. It takes yeah. a train to cry. Yeah. Long name. <laughs> takes. Yeah. A lot to laugh. It takes a train to cry. Yeah. Basically, the idea is, from what I read and from what I've written about it, is that it's about a song going through life and that, you know, it's basically, like, again, it takes a lot to laugh. You go through life. It takes a lot. But it even is harder to cry. It takes a train to cry. And it's very much about a person contemplating their own life, how far they've come, and all that. It's such a well, and again, with Bob Dylan... You may interpret it as one thing. I may interpret it as another. It's just right. the nature of his writing. Extremely yeah. abstract. Desolation Row, probably the lo- longest song on the track, about 11 and a half. Yeah. But, uh, all of them are worth listening. Yeah, um, For just sure. Just like Annie mentioned with U2's Joshua Tree, where you kind of have to be just taking in the music. Right, right. That's very much with this album. For sure. Like You'd be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't sit down and just listen to the tracks. Yeah. Straight. Definitely. Painful. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, uh, what can uh, I say? Bob Dylan. Yeah. Great songwriter. Like, and it's, it's iconic. It's one of the right. top albums of all yeah. time. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to do this one kind of quick. Uh, f- number two, which we've already talked about, uh, A Night at the Opera. Wow. Um, and well, yeah, I mean, it just, <laughs> I, I wanted to save 30, 30, 39 because that's very much. Like with the uh, these these chains from Toto is that I think that's one of the greatest, not only one of the greatest deep cuts, but one of Queen's just greatest songs ever. You know, uh, it's about a guy who's traveling, time traveling, goes a hundred years in the future, doesn't realize it, and comes out and it's a hundred years and he's lost his family. You know, but it's such a a sad tale. Yet the music is so uplift, uplift, up, uplifting. And what I've taken from that is that even in the darkest moments of whatever could happen, you still need to look for the good. And that's kind of how I've interpreted that song is that like the dude is dealt the shittiest hand life could ever give you. <laughs> yet the undercurrent in that song is just such a uplifting uh tone in the music um and you know brian may is just a genius for writing that song um no for sure for sure i completely agree brian may god i'm like what can i say about that man he is just i own a red special i I wonder do i like queen yeah i think if you guys could tell we we definitely like really like queen uh but yeah so let's let's get into our number one man we we just spoke about queen we just went to the night of the opera. <laughs> <laughs> what what else? I know can exactly I say, what it is man? too. Oh, that's funny that I had a night at the opera. Yeah, how funny <laughs> that we go from a night of the opera and then we go to the album that followed a night of right. the opera. Yeah, I knew so, it. So number one, yeah, 
a day at the races. <laughs> I mean, yep. what, what else can I say? Yeah. It, my favorite Queen song of all time is Somebody to Love. Mm-hmm. So it's on this track. So automatically, that's top of the list. Yeah. But I mean, it's got, it starts with Tie Your Mother Down, which is such a great one. One of the greatest rock track, anthems like, ever. Uh, you Take yeah. My Breath Away, a great ballad by Freddie, kind of more solo. Stuff. Oh, I mean, they yeah. It has background stuff. The beautiful thing in that Freddy. song is how, how perfectly in tune Freddie is that his voice almost phases with itself. Like, yeah. it's amazing how his pitch in that song. Uh, Long Away, uh, Brian May, primary, uh, yeah. primarily written and sung track. Yeah. Beautiful stuff. Millionaire Waltz, very much a weird, very much almost like an innuendo. I was just going to say that situation. That, that feels very like the, the early stages of what innuendo was going to be. Yeah. Uh, you and I, very fun, just kind of cheesy, but fun little. It has a, song. it has a, like a need your love and tonight kind of the game yeah. feel a bit in that. I mean, somebody yeah. to love. A day at the races is great. Somebody love the greatest song ever written and I'll, one, I'll die at the stake bro <laughs> one of my favorites on that album is good old fashioned lover lover, lo- boy. lover boy that definitely song is... and it ends perfectly with Teo Toriate let's right. cling together because yeah. it's just about you people coming together I yeah know. what can I say number one a day at the races definitely okay so my number one. Oh wait we've, a minute we've mentioned I think I've I might know what it is. We we might have mentioned this album. I don't maybe, but yeah, uh, it is uh, Frontiers from yes, Journey. Yes, I did mention it in passing. Yeah, scene. it was yeah. up for consideration. Yeah, with Escape, and that is my number one. If I had as much as I love Escape, this album, okay, very much like how you prefer a day at the races to a night at the opera. This is how I kind of because I see these these two as kind of sequels to each other. Right. Uh, I definitely prefer. It's a slight edge, but I prefer Frontiers over 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 Escape. I mean, you've got you know you open with Separate Ways, uh, yeah, which is just one of the classic. One of the, I think one of the defining songs of the eighties, uh, you know, and. I think this is, a, this, this is a hot take, All right, let's but see. I think the greatest song ever written by Journey is Sender My Love, All which right, is so on I'm this album. Out. No, I'm just kidding. No, I, I, I think, agree completely. No, I, think I agree. There's just there's something about this song that is just it's just it's pure magic. It's like it sounds cheesy to say, but every time I listen to this song, it's just. Ethereal. I don't know, man. It's Getting just with an it's ethereal energy. Bro. I know. It, yeah, yeah it's honestly, I mean, it's it it's easily just... is. I can completely agree. Sender my love is such an amazingly well written song, and the uh, the instrumentation in it is insane. Right, and just and that's not and that's even before you have freaking faithfully on this album right. too, which probably is fa- one of the defining ballads um, of the eighties of Journey, yeah. and it just. It just it faithfully that that guitar solo. I do not understand how <laughs> Neil Sean came up with that because that is just even though he's playing the melody, it fits so perfect because that's all you need. And then he does so much more with it. You know, it's just it. I don't know. It's just that. 
Yeah, and you know, you have great deep cuts on this album too, like After the Fall, Chain Reaction, Edge of the Blade. The song Frontiers is just amazing. I don't want to retroactively change Escape, but let's just say that Frontiers is definitely (laughs) the fourth honorable mention that I couldn't put on. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's right. one One of the coolest... One of the one of the coolest things about this album is that there are almost there are two kind of like lost tracks from this album, which are only the young and ask the lonely. These songs weren't weren't they weren't technically on the album, but they were I believe recorded during the sessions of this album. Like only the young is the B side to "Be Good to Yourself," which came out on Raised on Radio in '86. Uh, and then Ask the Lonely was a similar kind of B-side to another song. I can't think of the song. But these two songs are some of my favorites from Journey. And so I consider these to be on the Frontiers album, even though they're technically not. But that's the closest place to put yeah. them because they were they're, for they're the session. They're on sessions. the deluxe edition. <laughs> right. Like, they're, you, on like, the, they're, they're on the they're deluxe on edition there. on Spotify, but they're not on the vinyl. Right. Um, and, I mean, Only the Young is... Obviously, ask ask the lonely's better. Just, just, just I think I just just same bro. Probably just I mean, slightly maybe, maybe like de- ask the lonely maybe, better, but I think you're too harsh on, on only the young. I think maybe, maybe it depends on the day, but <laughs> like only the young is and that that that's that's how they opened our concert was only the young, uh, and I yeah, think that I mean, song just has a lot of prowess to it. Should have been asked the lonely. Yeah, they they. Maybe not as the opener, but they definitely should have played it. Um, I'm just saying. <laughs> I definitely I prefer "Ask the Lo- the Lonely" just a little bit, but only the young. That song is special to me because that's one of the first Journey songs I ever heard. Was only the young. No, and definitely. I mean, this album is. I mean, I put "Escape" just because I'm a "Escape" is one of my favorite rock yeah. Journey. But if I had to say, okay, what is the best Journey album? I got I got to be honest. It has to be "Frontiers." Yeah, faithfully's. My, I love. I'm a sucker for ballads, as you can tell. Somebody the right, my favorite right. Queen song. Yeah. Huh. I wonder if he likes ballads. No. <laughs> yeah. But definitely, yeah. faithfully is probably my favorite. With uh, right below it is some um, somebody well, somebody love. But um, yeah. Journey has to be sender my love. I mean. Oh man, yeah. I mean, I mean we got when we, you go we, from separate wanna, ways into sender my love. Yeah. Like that's just. I want to say too much about like our concert stuff, just because right, yeah. this is we don't want to. Stretch for time. Well, we could we could do a do a episode but, about our concert experiences. But, That'd be fun. I mean, just hearing all those songs live, God. And that and that was the thing is after seeing them, it grew my appreciation even more than I already had right. for for this album. Like, yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, it's that's why it's my number one because it is just if I could if I could only pick one album to listen to for the rest of my life. It would be frontiers easily, would easily. Be it would be day frontiers. The races, yeah, yeah, and that's why we picked those as our number one. Is that if we were stranded on a desert island and we were like, <laughs> we can only take one, no phones, nothing. You just you have like a cassette player. <laughs> you you only have one. You, yeah. you only have one album for me easily, without question. I would go to frontiers. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I mean, and I can agree. Like, it's really good album. That would yeah. be something. Yeah, and so, so that, that kind is, of ends our, our that's our top rankings. ten rankings. 
um, yeah, I was. I mean, there was a lot again, on your list that I was very surprised to hear. The order, it. I, the order I really could like change. It. Correctly. Yeah, I mean, for nobody sure. expected Brother the Brother to be on. Yeah, I mean, I think so. Yeah, but that it's, was a it's real cool surprise. I love having, I love looking at these albums like this. Yeah, because you can see things, and I mean, of course, like we mentioned, you know, these things could change easily. I can hear like one Springsteen album, and I'll be like, damn, I should put that on my list. <laughs> right. Yeah, and I mean, think I think that comes to the beauty of music is just how you know it's just taste, and it just comes to yeah. like, what we're listening to at the time. Yeah, what we have I was actually really, change. I was really impressed by how different our lists were. Yeah, I think no, I think that was very that was a cool surprise, and that was the thing we did. We did not we purposely did not tell each other our lists before we recorded right. this because we wanted there to be some surprises there. So I mean, I feel like since we know each other well, we knew what our top ones would be. Right, but, <laughs> but there was a lot that I was actually surprised that right. you put on there. Yeah, um, I feel like no. mine was definitely probably the more predictable list i think but it's just because i'm so out there with the stuff i like that i'm like right. this is you you i'm you an open, know i'm i'm like, an open i'm, a, I'm an open yeah. book about my music so. for me mine is I'm, i love like looking at the different genres and trying to take right. from each one and what, also too i'm very more album oriented yeah and I'm you're not, more song oriented so i don't i didn't have a good estimation of what are like your favorite albums right but i'm much more album oriented so i'm very I'm, it's easy for me to out tell, there yeah. with of like what are my favorite albums because that's generally what I cling to rather than like playlists and stuff. Right. But yeah, so that will do it for episode two of the Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Check us out on Instagram at popculturepod01. And yeah, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you all next time. Thank you so much.